<laughs> I love it. That should be like, we're, I'm going to put that at the beginning of the podcast. That, right there, that and, <laughs> you know, assessment, obviously with the two of us, they've saved the best for last. Welcome everyone back to Communicate to Innovate. I'm Clint Link, your host. Um, and this is our last of um, our workshop, Connect Minnesota workshop series introduction uh, podcast. Um, this is actually the, the last in the series too. Um, and it's called um, Assessments, uh, Feedback and Progress Monitoring. And I think it's gonna be a fairly popular one. Uh, I work uh, with Megan Ebenhardt, who's from uh, Mankato, Mankato area of public schools as an instructional coach and tech integrationist. Um, she's absolutely a hoot to work with and um, you, you'll sense the personality in the, in the interview uh, here too, but really want to uh, get the point across um, to, to people here that this is, um, this is a big topic. Um, I think assessment is a transition zone for us to start uh, personalizing instruction a little bit better and, and putting the learner and what the learner does and doesn't know uh, at the heart of it um, instead of um, having grading um, for for compliance and uh, what you put into the grade book what you don't put in the grade book how, who gives the feedback who doesn't give the feedback um, all kinds of great conversations to be had, lots of resources that will challenge and stretch your thinking. Uh, so sit back and listen to uh, what we're going to be offering in this session. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you, you like what you hear and you sign up. Without further ado. In today's episode, we're going to be talking uh, another uh, workshop series on uh, the Minnesota Connect, um, and it's our final uh, actual workshop, and it's on assessment, feedback, and progress reporting. Um, kind of a hot topic, I think, for um, lots of uh, teachers and, and uh, leaders as, as we try to navigate this personalized learning movement that's happening, this pandemic movement. Um, and I'm lucky enough to be a part of that with Megan Ebenhart from Mankato Public Schools. Uh, and we're welcoming her to the podcast. Welcome, Megan. Hey, I am excited to be here. It's um, lots of lots of learning and, I don't know, growth around all these topics that we're going through at this workshop series, which is fabulous. Megan, assessment is a big one to tackle. Why, when Dave asked you to sign up for this, why did you say yes? Well, I always have enjoyed judging children um, and trying to figure out what they know. Just kidding. I love... <laughs> I, assessment's huge in learning. It is what, it's a huge part of what we do as educators because that's what we um, pretty much base our decisions on for going forward with anything that we do in the classroom. Uh, we have tasks that we need to have kids show us or um, performances that kids need to be able to do, um, whether that's in math or music or PE or art or um, social studies. They have to understand different topics and different things. And then with that, the assessment is, how do we know what they're doing? So the question becomes then, like, if we're talking about assessment, it's it's the core, it's the main piece to education for how students are progressing and learning in our course. Is there a pandemic uh, that has... You, you oh, were, go ahead. 
No, off off camera or off camera, off microphone. Let's do it that yep. way. Uh, you were talking about coaching or skill based um, skill based assessments are easy to see when I'm growing, right? Uh, I can I I know when I'm able to play that piece of music better, or I sound better when I sing, or um, I'm able to dribble the ball better, or I'm able to hit the ball better. The, the, I can see as a learner, I don't need an assessment, so to speak, to show me that I'm learning. Um, you, we have contests but, uh, there, but when I'm learning knowledge and I'm applying knowledge, that's, that's a little harder. Um, I need the teacher. I need somebody to help me along that journey to let me know the gaps or where my strengths are uh, with that comprehension. So I agree with you with the, the idea that it's, um, it's a big core part of the teaching and learning process in the classroom. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just keeps like the, the more you get into it, like the more um, crazy conversations you start having, like, how do you know if a kid understands, um, you know, linear functions in graphical representation in um, algebraic representation, like, the pieces that you start to talk about as you start to focus in on your content area or as you start to focus in on um, what it is that you're trying to have kids show you that they know um, just gets this huge rabbit hole of um, really understanding the details of how how kids learn things. And and we've already talked about this with the, the three hour window that you will be a part of this uh, workshop is definitely not enough time to um, <laughs> become an expert in assessment. You're, we're really um, going to try to have you focus in on a certain part of the, of the assessment. But I, I hear what you're saying there a lot of just the, the point of assessments, the reasons for assessment. Um, I, I remember we had a, a training, boy, it had to be five, six years ago. And we just talked about grades in general because when you talk about assessment, you have to talk about grades, right? And where does where does what is the grade for? Who's the grade for? Is it is it for the learner? Is it for the parents? Is it for the teacher? Is it for some institution um, outside of our our our, our school uh, to communicate uh, what the learner is able to do and not able to do? Um, that that is a massive question to ask. And how we perform, and so that's that's what makes me passionate about assessment is um, we're, who's who's our primary audience um, when it comes down to assessment. And I hope we we'll always lean back towards the learner uh, being that um, at the center of it. And if your learners don't know why they're being assessed or what they're being assessed about, uh, I think we've missed the boat a lot um, with with that particular um, assessment. So okay, we're we're um, we're I think all signing up for this because we want to learn more about the assessment. So what is, what, what am I going to get here when I, when I sign up for this um, session? Clint, I love how you just lead me into the great questions. So, um, we are going to uh, tackle assessment, again, huge topic in education, into four different pathways, if you will, or four different areas. One of those areas that we are going to um, focus in on is the feedback cycle. How and uh, we provide feedback to our students. What does that look like in their classroom? Um, is it consistent with other teachers and how they are providing feedback? Um, the second one that we're going to be looking at is aligning standards to assessment. So what is it that we are um, tasked with teaching our students and where do where does the um, showcase of that learning show up? 
throughout our course. Uh, the third area that we are going to explore is different types of assessment. So formative, summative, what does that look like, um, especially now with this pandemic era of distance learning and how does that happen? And then finally, the fourth area that we're going to be looking at is data driven. Uh, once we have the information uh, from the assessments that we give, what do we do with it? How do we how do we adjust our teaching and what does that look like manageable? in the classroom um, so we've got four different areas that we're going to be trying to wrap our heads around and then in this workshop series you as the learner will pick one of those four areas yeah and you could even and i i would approach it this way i would bring my team with me um, so that i'm not doing this uh, necessarily on a solo journey i have someone to collaboratively work with that is in probably my content or grade level uh too i think it's a nice thing uh, to to um, a way to learn uh, about the assessment, and then they can actually apply those to uh, your practices uh, that that you're doing uh, in the classroom. But this this assessment thing is um, it, it it has to um, become more clear and evident to why uh, what we're assessing, why we're doing that. And the big question I've always asked people, um, if it, is it for a compliant? If you don't put it into the grade book, will they do it? And if you do put it in the grade book, do they know what they do or don't know about that assessment? And so it really makes you think about the, the assessment and how you're um, uh, communicating that feedback cycle that you were talking about. Is it aligned? Uh, to the state standards or benchmarks uh, that, that we set up? Is there a vertical alignment going on? So I'm preparing for next level content area uh, that the learners will go down next. And then the very last thing, session of uh, group you're talking about there with the data piece of, is it that formative instruction and now uh, allowing me to change my instruction, not even tomorrow's instruction, might next hour. Um, that I, I did, I failed them a little bit in this area that I wasn't successful in my teaching strategy um, first hour. So I have to make this adjustment for second hour and maybe even another adjustment for third hour. I'm thinking in the high school lens now. Uh, but just those kind of things, um, I think we can have great discussion about um, and, and try to make that a little more clear um, for the learner. Okay, Megan, so uh, we got dates um, for this. I, I, I'm going off the top of my head, this is terrible. I should not do this. This is on March 9th, I believe, is, is we have uh, our kickoff. I'm looking at my calendar right now. Uh, da, 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 da. Yep, March 9th. Golly, I was good at that. Uh, I'm impressed three, with your memory skills there. <laughs> 3.30, we kick off um, and we have a, a little synchronous uh, meeting uh, there and um, just made a, a flip grid so we can introduce everybody um, uh, to the group uh, before we meet so we can kind of see who's going to be a part of our little cohort. Um, and then after we have that little half hour type uh, synchronous thing, which we'll learn more about what we're going to learn about um, in that session and meet each other. What, what do we get for the rest of the week then, Megan? Well, for the rest of the week, we are going to be diving into some learning, reading some articles, um, finding out more about these topics, having some discussions with uh, 
with some of our peers, like you said, dream work makes the team work. So anybody that you can pull in from your team or from your building, that would be awesome um, to have these conversations with. And then um, with all the other workshop series, just like before, there will be some action steps that we that you can take as an educator to um, do something for that week for of learning that we are engaging in. We'll be checking in with you with some office hours and seeing how things are going. And if anybody has any questions, uh, sometimes Clint and I don't always have all the answers, obviously, um, but we can definitely support you in some research best practices and um, support some of those questions that you might have throughout the week. I think one of my best qualities is a sounding board. Um, I absorb lots of things um, and then I can talk with you um, uh, about what your, your um, have questions about or want to know more about. And I, I work with some real rock stars and there's 10 of them in this cohort that are doing this Minnesota Connect. And I guarantee you we can find resources for you um, that will help um, bring clarity uh, to your questions uh, that you have a, a, about assessment. Um, but I, I'm, I'm confident too that uh, you will learn from each other uh, inside of this series. I, I, that's why anytime I join some kind of um, synchronous and asynchronous combination courses, I really like the cohort experience because it grows my professional learning network. Um, and I, I get to um, have these mini experts as part of my life then um, in these fields that I can reach out to uh, when I need them. Um, and I hope they can say the same about me. So I'm, I'm excited about meeting everyone. Uh, joining uh, this assessment um, uh, workshop and get to work with Megan here too, who is uh, inspiration for me when she goes a thousand miles an hour, which you'll experience here <laughs> with her in her. Okay, I'm looking forward to it, Megan. I can't wait. Uh, and I hope everyone gets to sign up uh, for this. So uh, until uh, March 9th, um, get get your, your, uh, your team and your buddies signed up uh, and we'll meet then. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Uh, that's the last uh, portion of the Minnesota Connect workshop um, set up here, um, starting actually just started yesterday, and it's with the leadership uh, group, and will continue all the way through uh, the middle of March. Um, just trying to create that vision of what post-pandemic. Uh, life is going to look like, but more importantly, um, also just get a little bit um, better with the major aspects of teaching and learning um, and, and and trying to evolve with our learners um, and what kind of um, society we're preparing them for and giving them the skills and, and content knowledge uh, that will allow them to be successful. So thank you for listening to all these. Um, I, I hope uh, they, they generate interest and that you get you and your teams uh, signed up for these um, kind of just-in-time type professional developments. Again, my name is Clint Link, and this is Communicate to Innovate. Energy is contagious. Clint, if you uh, pay for the whole seat, you only need the edge. <laughs>